0: Welcome to Elevate Your Direct Sales Business with Kelly Northcott. I'm your host, Kelly Northcott, and I'm so glad that you're here. I've been in the direct sales industry for over 20 years. When I was in the field, I was a top performer and leader, and now I have a growing coaching business that helps direct sellers of all titles from all companies build businesses that they love. If you're a direct seller who wants to get more out of her business and have fun doing it, you're in the right place. Tune in each week to learn systems so that you can scale and grow. Implement mindset principles and practices to get out of your own way and get coaching to break through to new levels of your business. In this episode, I'll walk you through the eight C's of success. These are the things that all successful direct sellers use as a framework for growth, support, and success. All eight of these things on this list work with each other. So think of this as a big quilt. You need to have all eight to make it complete and And if you take one or two away, you'll have a big hole in your quilt. So the first C is curiosity. Approach everything in your business with curiosity. When you approach everything from a place of curiosity, you'll open up yourself to new possibilities and options. And it can be as simple as listening to this podcast and asking yourself, what can I learn? How can I apply this to my business? How can I tweak it? Part of being curious is learning how to ask great questions. Tony Robbins says, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions that you ask. Asking better questions will help you get better answers. It will make you a better coach, and it will help you make faster progress. When you do this, you'll be able to zero in on what's working and what needs to be tweaked. For example, two people can send the exact same booking message and get very different results. Why? Is it the time and day they send the message? Is it who they're sending the message to? Did the person who got positive results from the message warm up the people she sent it to? And if so, how did she do that? It might be all of those things. It might be one of those things. And when you're curious about everything, you'll be able to tweak the parts that need to be tweaked rather than starting from scratch. If you're not curious and you just do something because you've always done it or you always did it that way, how are you going to know if you can do it better or if you can do it faster? How do you know if it's even working? There are lots of reasons why things are successful, and there are lots of reasons why things fail. There's a story about a mom and a daughter making a roast, and the mom cuts off the ends of the roast before she puts it into the oven. And the daughter asks, Why do you do that? Why do you cut the ends off first? And the mom replies, I don't know. It's what my mom always did. So let's go ahead and call her and ask her. So they call up grandma, and they ask why she always cut the ends of the roast off before she put it into the oven. And grandma said, My roasting pan was too small to fit a full-size roast in it, so I had to cut the ends off to make it fit. I remember asking a direct seller why she did something, and her answer was that she saw Susie do it. I asked her what kind of results Susie got from doing it, and she said she didn't know. Heck, Susie might not even know what kind of results she got from doing the thing that she's doing, or if the thing that she's doing is even causing the results that she's getting. If Susie does something that looks interesting, get curious about it. All great discoveries started from a place of curiosity. Approach your business as an experiment, and when you do that, you'll be more focused on the lesson that you'll get rather than the result, and this will give you more freedom to play and a greater chance to be reproducible. In order to maximize the benefits of curiosity, you have to use the second C, and that's courage. Be brave enough to put yourself out there, to leave your comfort zone, to try new things, and to make mistakes. Growth means new. You can't keep doing the same thing and expect to grow. That's just maintenance. New can be scary, but when you approach new with curiosity and with courage, new can be fun. Fear is the biggest thing that will hold you back in your business. Fear will keep you stuck. Fear will cause you to stay safe and not grow. Fear will cause you to procrastinate, shrink your goals, and be willing to settle. Courage will counter all of that. Every time you use courage to overcome fear, you get more courage. The more courage you use, meaning the more you step out of your comfort zone and put yourself out there, the more courage you'll get and the more your comfort zone will grow. So start small. Look at where you are right now and what you're doing that's comfortable and think about what you can do that would be the next step to leave your comfort zone. What's that very next step? It doesn't have to be a big step. All these little steps will add up. Maybe you need to meet more people, or maybe you're afraid to approach people and initiate conversations with them. If you can't initiate a general conversation, you're not going to be able to initiate an offer conversation. If you need to work on this, go to a store and ask where something is. I like to go to Trader Joe's because everyone there is so helpful. No store employee is going to reject you if you ask for help, and if they do, It's totally about them and not about you because they don't even know you. They just don't know how to do their job. Then take it to the next level. And when you're in line to pay for the thing that you were looking for, give the person behind you in line a compliment. Say, oh my gosh, I love your jacket or I love your bag or your haircut is so cute. Who doesn't love a compliment? Now the purpose of this exercise is to get you comfortable initiating conversations and talking to strangers. So don't mess it up. Don't bring up your business. This is not about that. This is just about getting you out of your comfort zone, using your courage muscle, and increasing your confidence. And then keep layering your acts of courage until sending reach outs is just something that you do. There's no big deal about it. You just send out reach outs because that's how you build your business. Courage will allow you to play big and be bold. And that's how you're going to get where you want to go. Having a clear vision will help you with courage. When your vision is bigger than your fear, you'll know that the risk is worth it and you'll be able to remind yourself that you know you're not going to die. Another thing that will help you with courage is feeling prepared when you're in a new situation and that you're confident that your success is inevitable. Confidence could be one of the C's, but I didn't put it on a list because confidence is a natural result of using all of the other C's. Content is the third C. Learning from the right content can help you feel prepared. There is lots of content out there, both good and bad, helpful and unhelpful. Be choosy about the content you consume. Be curious when you consume it. How can this help me? How can I apply this? Be curious about the content creator. Does this person know her stuff? Standing on stage, posting on social media, having a lot of followers, and having a title don't give you credibility. You can do and have all those things without having the experience and the knowledge to back them up. I remember being at a big area meeting and there were probably about 200 people in attendance. And one of the speakers who recently promoted to a big title stood on stage and told the audience that she promoted by recruiting for her team, meaning she recruited people but had them signed under her aspiring leaders. And that event was in the fall, but by the next conference, less than a year later, She had no leaders on her team and she was reclassified to the first level of leadership. So make sure that the person you're getting your content from has credibility and that it's good quality content. Consuming content is not enough. You have to apply it. Otherwise, what's the point? I encourage you to apply it as soon as possible while the learning is still fresh. And when you apply it, be curious about what's working and what's not. We started this whole episode with Curious for a reason. I used to be a content hog. I could not get enough of it. I wanted to learn everything there was to learn. So I signed up for all kinds of programs, downloaded more books than I'll ever read, and I have a list of podcasts a mile long to listen to on my five-mile daily walk. When I started this podcast, I went through a podcast course, joined a bunch of podcast Facebook groups, paid attention to the podcast information in the coaching programs that I'm part of, and of course, listen to podcasts about podcasting. You would think it would be as easy as pressing record, but there really is a lot more to it. When I went through all this content, I found that just because someone spoke with authority and listed off a bunch of successful podcasters, it didn't mean that that person taught those podcasters to be successful or that the person had a successful podcast herself. And just because someone has a successful podcast... It doesn't mean she knows how to teach podcasting. So make sure you consume content that's right for you from credible people who teach in a style that you can learn from and apply what you learn as soon as possible. And while you're doing all of this, be courageous enough to ask questions if you need more information or if you don't understand something or if you disagree with something. I love having these kind of discussions with the people I teach because it gives me a different perspective and it makes me a better teacher because they bring up something I might not have considered. And it allows me to explain things differently and more clearly. When you are asking questions, make sure they're great questions so that you get great answers. Coaching is a next C, and there's a big difference between coaching and training. And a lot of people use the words interchangeably. Training is a one-way conversation. You can get training from a podcast like this, videos in your back office, a book, or Facebook post. You don't have to interact with the training. And even if you do interact with it, that doesn't make the training session a coaching session. Coaching has to be a two-way conversation. A trainer shares information and the audience asks questions. A coach asks questions and the audience discovers answers. Successful direct sellers need both. And the proportions between the two are dependent on the level of success that you've achieved and where you want to go. New direct sellers need mostly training, top performers and top leaders need mostly coaching, and then new and mid-level leaders need a combination of training and coaching. When I started my direct sales business, I went to every training I could. I showed up curious, I applied what I learned, I built a customer base and team, and promoted and earned trips. I also got burned out because my team wasn't really a team, and I felt like I had to work all the time. I couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong, especially cuz I was doing what I was learning. My second incentive trip was a cruise, and I was planning on quitting after I got off the ship. But my friends, who at the time I was out selling and at recruiting, were talking about how they were planning on promoting soon, and they actually had a plan in place to do it. They told me about a coach they started working with, and I got out of the pool, walked down to the internet cafe, paid something like $25 to send a single email with the hopes that I would be able to get into the coaching program that they were a part of. And that changed everything for me. My coach helped me work on my mindset, gave me a different viewpoint on things, and helped me figure out a different way to build my business. And ever since then, I've always had a coach. All the training in the world won't get you unstuck or to the top of the career plan. You need coaching to do that. I'm in a peer-based mastermind with other coaches, And we've all been trained on how to coach, and we've all logged hundreds, if not thousands of hours doing it. So you think that we could coach ourselves, and we can sometimes. One of the women brought up an issue she was having, and she shared her solution for the issue, which she admitted wasn't ideal, but it was the only possible solution she could come up with. Then one of the other women in the group said, well, let me ask you a couple of questions. And in less than 10 minutes, Susie came up with a much more favorable solution that she was excited about. And this brings me to the fifth C, community. We were built for community. Even the most introverted people still need community. This is a relationship business and direct sales is a community-based business. You are the sum of the people you surround yourself with. Like attracts like. And if you want to be successful, you have to surround yourself with successful people. Everyone in my mastermind is in the same coaching program. We get great training and great coaching through this program and we've all been part of the coaching program for a few years now. We started the Mastermind a little over a year ago and since we started that, all of us have made more progress, learned more and taken bigger steps out of our comfort zone and set bigger goals because of the group. We meet every Friday, share ideas, hold each other accountable and coach each other. When I was in the field, I had great uplines. My company offered great training and I had a great coach. I benefited from all of that. But being in a community with my peers was just as important for my success as any and all of those other components. As a direct seller, you have so much access to communities. You have your company, your team, your peers, and other direct sellers in the industry. Take advantage of it. Community is one of the best parts of this industry. I think that you should participate in all of those communities, but the one that will help you make the most progress is the community of your peers. These are other direct sellers who are working towards success at the same pace you are. These are people who don't have any skin in your game, but know that being surrounded by and in community with successful people will help them too. When you're in a community with your peers who don't benefit from your success, you know that when they cheer for you or give you advice It's genuine and it's meaningful. When you're in a community with people who are working on their mindset and their skills like you are, the conversations are different. The support is different. When you have an empty calendar and you tell someone who's not working on her mindset that you have an empty calendar, she's probably going to give you a booking message that you can copy and paste. And that might get you bookings, but it's not going to help you in the long run. When you tell someone who is working on her mindset that you have an empty calendar, she'll have a conversation with you. She'll ask you if you even want to build a business by doing parties, and she'll help you come up with some other options if it turns out that you don't want to do parties. She'll ask you about the story that you're telling yourself about parties and your ability to book them, and she'll help you reframe that story, and then she'll help you brainstorm some ways to book parties that work with your style and your goals. Do you see the difference between the two? Community is the epitome of the saying, what you get is what you give you have to show up. You have to participate. You have to have the courage to put yourself out there and be part of it, especially in this world of the internet. If you don't participate in a Facebook group or in a Facebook group message, no one's going to know you're even there because they're not even going to see you. Wallflowers aren't successful in this business. If someone's looking for her people, she's looking in the groups to see who is showing up as her people. She's not going through the list of group members looking for the wallflowers and hoping to convert them into her people. Show up to your groups, ask questions, celebrate wins, offer suggestions, cheer people on. Show up like the person you'd want to be in a group with. If you do this, you'll find your people. It's going to take some time to do this. It's going to take some time to find your people, but you will find them. And when you do, have the courage to message them and build a relationship with them. Some of the women in my coaching program became Facebook friends, and now they're friends in real life, and they've even flown across the country to see each other, and they're not even in the same company. They didn't do that just by lurking in the groups. The next C is consistency. Some say consistency is key, and it is as long as you're consistently doing the right things and growing and learning. Consistently scrolling on social media without engaging or initiating conversations isn't going to serve you no matter how long or how often you do it. Consistently staying in your comfort zone or doing the same thing just because you've always done it won't serve you either. Your business is made up of habits. It's made up of lots of little actions and when you're consistent with the right actions, those little actions will lead to big results. We have hard water at our house and we use the sinks every day. We might run the water for just a few seconds each time we run it, but over time, we get hard water buildup on our faucets. Those little drips add up. Consistently engaging in conversations will lead to more and stronger relationships. Consistently reaching out will lead to more sales, more referrals, and more recruit leads. Consistently posting good content on social media will lead to more followers, and that will lead to more sales, more referrals, and more recruit leads. You know all of this. Yet consistency is one of the biggest issues direct sellers have. And I get it. There is so much to do and some things take so long to see results. that It's hard to create a habit of consistency doing them. This is where content coaching and community come into play. If you consume the right content, you'll learn systems to make things easier and you'll learn how to do things better, which will increase your speed and your magnitude of your results. If you engage in coaching you work through the mindset blocks that are preventing you from being consistent. Think about it. If you know that consistently posting on social media and reaching out to people will grow your business faster and bigger, but you're not doing those things, it's 100% a mindset issue that no content calendar or any well-crafted message is going to change. And you've probably tried both of those. And if you're in a community of people who are doing the things you want to do It's more natural for you to do them because that's what the group does. Successful people hang out with successful people. Here are some tips for consistency besides the ones I just mentioned. Start with one thing and set a goal to do it over a certain time period rather than try to do it every day so that you have some wiggle room. If you want to send out three messages a day, great, but don't set that as a goal. If you set a goal for three messages a day and you miss a day, then you fail and your streak is over, and you have to start all over again. Instead, set a goal to send out 15 or 21 messages a week, depending on how many days a week you work. If you miss a day, no big deal, because you can make up for it the rest of the week, or you can also plan ahead for the days that you know that you're going to be extra busy, and you won't have time to send a message. And if at the end of the week, you didn't send out the number of messages that you wanted, get curious about why. Have the courage to change your goal. Look at your content for help. Ask someone for coaching if it's a mindset issue. Ask your community for accountability for next week. Another thing that helps with consistency is systems like using a template for your social media posts. And if you've read any books about habits, you know having a trigger or a cue to do something will act as a reminder to do it. And having a reward will reinforce the habit. So maybe put a post-it on your tablet or set an alarm on your phone so that you post on social media the same time every day when you start your workday. You can also print out a calendar and color it in whenever you post on social media as a visual reward for doing it. Then, of course, get curious about what posts work best for you so that you can increase your results. Make a commitment to yourself to do this. And commitment is a seventh C. Commitment is a yes or a no. It's 100%. If you're married and your spouse said he was 90% committed to your relationship or committed when he was home, but not when he was on a golf weekend with his buddies, that probably is not going to fly with you, right? Be 100% committed to yourself, your goals, and your success. Do what you say you want to do and commit to it. If you say you're going to send out 15 messages a week, commit to it and do it. If today's the last day of the week and you didn't send your 15 messages out, Figure out how to get them out before you go to bed tonight. You committed to yourself and your success to do it. No one else cares if you send those messages out or not. And if you don't care enough to send them out, then don't commit to it. It takes courage to commit. And every time you lie to yourself, break your promise to yourself, or make an excuse for yourself, you hurt yourself. You realize that you can't trust yourself. And if you can't trust yourself, why would anyone else trust you? People who are in a committed relationship don't look at their commitment as a burden. Sticking to their commitment isn't hard, but when that commitment is broken or can't be counted on 100% of the time, there's a big problem and regaining trust is hard. You have a relationship with yourself, so commit to yourself. If you want to send out 15 messages a week, commit to do it. If you can't commit to sending out 15 messages a week, then don't set that goal. Set a different goal. Maybe it's sending out five messages a week. Great, do that. And if some weeks you want to do more, have at it. If you commit to promoting to the first level of leadership, make a plan to do it and commit to the actions of that plan. The key is that you get to make the plan that will work for you and fit into your life. Your plan will be different than Susie's plan. If you have a full-time job and three kids, your plan might take you a year to achieve. You might only have an hour a week to commit to your business right now, and that's okay as long as you commit to your commitment. Every week, go all in on your business for that hour. Focus on your business for 60 minutes each week, even if those 60 minutes are spread out in your nooks and crannies. At the end of the week, if your business minutes add up to 47 minutes, sit down to dinner 13 minutes late that last day so that you can fulfill the commitment that you made to yourself. Go to your community and ask for accountability for your plan. Celebrate your commitment and the progress your commitment has led to. Okay, we're here at the last one. And it's probably going to surprise you because this C word isn't a common C word in business. The eighth C is cool. Be cool. Don't try to control everything. Don't get bent out of shape if you make a mistake or if you aren't making the progress you expected to make. Instead of getting panicky and trying to scramble or make something happen, get curious about why it's not happening, or what is happening, or what you need to change. When you freak out, focus on disappointment, get depressed, or even get discouraged, you block the creative pathways in your brain, and you greatly limit your problem-solving skills. Remember when I told you about the woman in my mastermind who had an issue and could only come up with one solution? The issue was a big one, and it triggered an emotional reaction that was based in fear. The solution she came up with from a place of fear was not a great solution. The solution that she came up with from the coaching that she got was simple, but she couldn't see that solution when she was facing one of her biggest fears. I purposely didn't put control on this list because you can't control everything. You have zero control over other people. You have influence and not control over your results. And you can't control things like the decisions your company makes. The only thing you can control is your response to things. Even having a plan doesn't help you control things. You probably have plans for 2020. And no matter how firm and tight those plans were, I bet they got derailed. When I think of someone who is cool, I think of someone who can come up with a response to anything that happens. She doesn't panic. She's graceful and she's poised and her response is appropriate and useful. She's also humble when things are going her way. She acknowledges her success and her efforts to achieve that success, but she doesn't take it for granted or let it go to her head. So here are some tips for being cool. Expect things to go your way, but detach from the outcome. When you talk to Susie about booking a party, expect that she'll want to do it, but if she doesn't, that's okay. Don't dwell on it. Be cool about it. Know your success is inevitable, which means that everything is working out for you and it's going to be okay. It's all going to work out. If Susie doesn't join your team or if she quits before she even gets started, that's okay. One person isn't going to make or break your business. Focus on success and not the things that aren't going your way. Incorporate all eight of the C's of success. When things don't go your way or even when they are going your way, get curious. Increase your comfort zone and get used to facing challenges by being courageous. Lean into content to increase your skills and confidence. Get coaching to reframe situations and discover solutions. Be part of a community of other people who are using the 8 C's so that you can benefit from the collective energy of success. Commit to doing all of these things consistently, and of course, do everything by being cool. I use the 8 C's as a framework for the coaching and training programs that I offer. I don't want you to have holes in your success plan for your business. And if you're interested in knowing if any of my coaching programs can help you send me a DM post in the Facebook group or check out the link in the show notes. Thank you for tuning in and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss anything. And if you haven't already leave a five-star review and tell your friends about the podcast. If you have any questions about anything you heard on this episode Or if you have a topic you want me to talk about, send me a DM. I'm at Northcutt on Instagram, and I love to hear from you and celebrate your success.